NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Hello, I'm Monica Reinagel, and you're listening to the Nutrition Diva podcast. Welcome. Nutrition Diva listener Holly wants to know whether mushrooms are a vegetable. And the short answer is no. But I think we should grant them honorary vegetable status. Technically, mushrooms are not vegetables because mushrooms are not plants. They are a type of fungi a biological kingdom that also includes molds and yeasts. And you know, in some ways, fungi are actually more similar to animals than to plants. While plants are able to produce their own food through the process of photosynthesis, which, as you should remember from sixth grade science, involves converting sunlight, water, and carbon dioxide into carbohydrates or energy. It's really quite miraculous when you think about it. Fungi and animals, on the other hand, are both dependent on other organisms to provide their nutrition. So what we call mushrooms are actually only part of the organism, the so-called fruiting bodies that appear above the ground. Underneath the ground is the mycelium, a vast network of fine thread-like filaments that secrete enzymes, which help break down organic matter in the soil and then absorb the nutrients. There is a lot more to say about the ways that fungi interact with and influence our entire biosphere. It gets pretty freaky. But in the interest of time, let me pivot back to the part of this story that deals with human nutrition. So taxonomically speaking, mushrooms are not vegetables. But when we're talking about diet and nutrition, we play pretty loose with those botanical classifications. Zucchini Tomatoes, acorn squash, and bell peppers are all technically fruits because they grow from the flower of a plant, but all of these are commonly referred to as vegetables. Corn is technically a seed, like wheat, but we consider it to be a vegetable, not a grain. Peanuts are technically legumes, but nutritionists generally group them with nuts. And that's because when it comes to nutrition, we're less concerned with the botanical classification and more concerned with the nutrient profile and how that food functions in the diet. And here's where I think I can make a case for giving mushrooms honorary status as vegetables. There are many different types of edible mushrooms, everything from Japanese shiitake and enoki to the Italian porcini mushroom to the common white button mushroom, and of course, the ever-popular portabella, also known as crimini. The various kinds of mushrooms all have different flavors, shapes, and textures, and that's fun for culinary types. 
And like most other vegetables, mushrooms are nutrient-dense, meaning they provide a lot of nutrition in very few calories. And those calories come mostly in the form of carbohydrates, including fiber. They also contain small amounts of protein, and they're virtually fat-free. So in terms of their macronutrient profile, their ratio of carbohydrates, fats, and proteins, they're pretty similar to spinach or cauliflower. Now, I know we often make a big deal about eating more colorful vegetables because they're rich in antioxidants, and mushrooms are a bit of an exception here. Despite their earth tone color palette, they are quite rich in antioxidants. And although the nutrient profiles vary from type to type, most mushrooms are also good sources of B vitamins, iron, and other minerals. Mushrooms stand apart from vegetables, however, as a potential source of vitamin D. And here's another way in which mushrooms seem a little closer to animals than plants. Like humans, mushrooms, when exposed to sunlight, produce vitamin D. Some commercial mushrooms are treated to boost their vitamin D content, but you can also boost the vitamin D content of mushrooms by putting them on a sunny windowsill. Or if sunlight is not plentiful, a UVB bulb works too. And you'll find UVB bulbs at pet stores that carry supplies for reptiles. So you just put your mushrooms under the bulb for a couple of hours and then cook and eat them as usual. This method is so effective, it can even reverse a vitamin D deficiency. So given their nutrient profile, I think you can and should consider mushrooms as a valid option to help fulfill your vegetable quota. Almost all mushrooms are delicious, thinly sliced and sautéed over low heat in just a bit of oil or butter. And you can cook them like that all by themselves or add in other vegetables too. They can also be enjoyed raw in salads. And be sure to try the delicate and delicious enoki mushrooms as a salad topper if you've never tried them. Dried mushrooms can be reconstituted in warm water and then added to soups, casseroles, or stir fries. And you want to reserve the soaking water after removing the mushrooms. This mushroom liquor, as they call it, adds depth and richness to stews or soups. Or you can use it as the liquid to cook rice or other grains. Wild mushrooms are a particular delicacy, but unless you really know what you're doing, I'd advise against gathering your own. Some wild mushrooms are highly toxic, and I personally wouldn't trust myself to know the difference. But you can order kits to grow your own mushrooms. I haven't tried this myself, but I understand that mushroom farming is fun and easy, and I bet it would be fun to do with kids. Fungi Perfecti is a good online source for mushroom kits and all kinds of other information about the medicinal and culinary properties of mushrooms. Aside from the nutritional and culinary benefits of mushrooms, there are also lots of claims regarding specific types of mushrooms as a way to boost brain power or even to fight cancer. Let's take a closer look at some of those. Certain mushrooms contain unique compounds that appear to boost your immune defenses. And there has been a lot of interest in the cancer-fighting potential of mushrooms. Certain mushroom extracts have been demonstrated to have anti-tumor activity, at least in test tubes. In humans, mushroom extracts have been shown to increase immune system activity, but it's not clear what impact, if any, that might have on someone who is fighting cancer. 
Other lines of research are looking at mushrooms as an adjuvant therapy to ameliorate some of the negative effects of traditional cancer therapy and maybe even boost its effectiveness. Although we have yet to see a breakthrough cancer treatment derived from mushrooms, many people believe that including mushrooms in their diet can help reduce their risk of cancer. It certainly can't hurt. And in fact, a few studies have found that people who eat more mushrooms have a lower incidence of certain types of cancer, including breast cancer and stomach cancer, but these are correlations, not proof of a protective effect. The immune-boosting compounds in mushrooms don't appear to be affected by drying, by the way, so you can get the same benefit from dried and powdered mushrooms as you do from fresh ones. And speaking of powdered mushrooms, perhaps you've also seen the mushroom coffee trend. These are blends that combine various medicinal mushrooms with coffee, cocoa, tea, or various herbs and are supposed to increase your productivity, energy, and immunity while relieving stress. Now, some of these so-called medicinal mushrooms, such as cordyceps and chaga, are really only used in these teas, tinctures, and supplements. But others, such as reishi and lion's mane, are varieties that you might also use in cooking. But you generally wouldn't be consuming them in sufficient quantities to be considered therapeutic. The evidence to support the alleged benefits of mushroom coffee or other functional mushroom beverages is mostly anecdotal. People claim that after drinking them, they feel remarkably energized, focused, or calm. They say they sleep better, they work better, they feel better. But how much of that is due to the good old-fashioned placebo effect? It's really hard to say. Sleep, energy, well-being, and focus are all aspects of human experience that are notoriously subjective and hard to measure and very suggestible. Then again, what's wrong with exploiting a placebo effect if it makes us feel and function better? That said, the power of suggestion can be a double-edged sword. It's possible to experience negative effects from a sham treatment, something that we call the nocebo effect. A friend of mine, for example, tried some mushroom coffee and experienced a temporary but very unpleasant state of agitation. Was it a reaction to the mushroom, or could it have been the power of suggestion? Who who cares, really? It was enough for him to decide that this product was not for him. Whether or not you want to make room for mushrooms in your medicine cabinet, I hope I've convinced you that they deserve a place on your dinner plate and that we can justifiably consider mushrooms to be honorary vegetables. And speaking of vegetables, there is still time to join us for the 30-Day Nutrition Upgrade Program that starts on November 8th. Eating more vegetables is one of the most commonly reported outcomes from this fun group challenge. And yes, we do consider mushrooms as vegetables in that challenge. It's also a great way to get yourself into a healthy groove as we head into the festive food season when I think we can use all the help we can get. You can learn more and register at nutritionovereasy.com slash upgrade. If you have a question you'd like me to answer, you can email it to me at nutrition at quickanddirtytips.com or you can leave me a voicemail at 443-961-6206. Nutrition Diva is a quick and dirty tips podcast. My thanks to our director of podcasts, Brandon Getches, my audio engineer, Nathan Sems, 
Davina Tomlin, who runs our marketing and publicity, Holly Hutchings, our digital operations specialist, Morgan Christensen, podcast operations and advertising specialist, and Cameron Lacey. That's all for this episode. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.